Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Howdy, folks. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Well, you know, it was it looked like it was a boring day. Uh, you know, two games in the NHL last night. You know, the Leafs, uh, you know, was were puffing on the tailpipe against the LA Kings. And we're going to talk about that. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Backstrom announcement comes, and then we just had some breaking news, a few, and and then some news from the NHL offices, and now we have a general manager being fired. And yeah, somebody's giving me a thumbs up there. I don't know how. Again, I don't know how the hell that's happening. I told you. I tried clicking on it for the fun of it. It won't click. I don't know how that all happened. I, I you know, I, I don't know how that's happening. What's going on? But hey, thank I you. Saw it this time. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll start with the pre-show. Go ahead, Russ. So uh, something that's going on in baseball is kind of deplorable and I'm going to write about it in great length for, um, for full press, but you should never have a bullpen game for a world series. If you have a bullpen game for a world series game, that means you didn't think about it enough in advance to at least get someone on your staff stretched out to maybe where they can go four innings in a game. The fact that there was an actual bullpen game in the world series. I didn't even watch it, Mike, because I knew there's no chance Arizona can win if they throw a bullpen game. And you're already down 2-1 in the series. It's just It was just so ridiculous to me. Well, the, okay, the, this is this is the funny thing. I didn't even know it was a bullpen game. <laughs> um, I, I turned on the game to check on it, and it was already 3-0. Right. Then I turned back and checked on it again, and it was 10-1. And I'm like, what's the point of watching this? Right. So, you know, um, you know, and you know, okay, you know, it's bad when one team is throwing a bullpen game in game four and the other team is throwing Andrew Heaney, who is a gas can, who was a gas can with the Angels, a gas can with the Yankees and seemed to find it somehow with it, with the Dodgers. And I don't know how the hell he ended up with the Rangers, but, you know, it's like these are two, with the exception of Evaldi and Gallon. These are two teams, and you know, Scherzer's hurt now. These are two teams with unremarkable starting rotations. Right, but the idea is you had yeah. a chance to build up this roster. You had a chance to, to figure this out. There had to be a better way. You can't – I mean, I get it. Even in the NLCS, if you had a bullpen game, I wasn't going to kill the team. Sure. Because I figured, all right, you know, it, come the World Series, they'll have a better answer. But, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, six guys went to Arizona. And nobody, you know, and actually Nelson pitched five innings in relief. So my basic question is, why didn't he just start the game? Well, he he was in the game after it was 10-1, I think. No, no, I get it. And so they don't have a lot of faith in him. But No, no, I think he was just- I think he was just eating innings to preserve the bullpen for them okay. to potentially come. You know, it's like at but that point. can eat innings. There had to be somebody there that could go three, four innings to start a game. I'm not even looking for six innings, Mike. I'm looking for three or four, but I'm just saying they've lost the World Series probably based on this game. 
Yeah, if, if any team was going to use a bullpen game, you would have thought it would have been the Rangers because they lost the starter. Right. I mean, I, I don't know who they brought on the 25-man roster to replace Scherzer because Scherzer's off of the series. Yeah. Um, I know they have Martin Perez in their bullpen – uh, who was a starter that last year had over 200 innings or close to it. I, you know, I don't know what he's doing this year. I didn't really track the Rangers that much. But the funny thing is, it's like, I'm like, oh, the Rangers might be in trouble. They lost a Dallas Garcia. You know, he's out for the series with a, you know, an oblique strain. And then I turn on the game and it's 10-1. I'm like, I guess they didn't need a, a Dallas Garcia. So not right. to say, not to say this is over with because you remember what no, the, you never know. Yeah, remember what happened with the Yankees when they blew out the the Red Sox? They were up three nothing, and then whatever. But I think the Rangers are in pretty decent shape. They are. They're in pretty decent shape. But you basically are handing it to them when you're going to give them a game like that. So I just, again, I think there's things the sport can do to help this as well. Yeah. All right. Let's get started. Uh, hello, hockey world. Today is Wednesday, November first. 2023. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I'm Michael Lagello, and this is the Hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. And now for the entire month, we will hear about Movember. And I'll be, I'm already sick of hearing about it. And it's only, it's you know, one it? day, Mike. We're no, halfway into it. I know. It's like, I mean, it's okay. Does, you. does this count as a mustache? It's for charity. No. Whatever I'm sick of it. Just okay. Just like I'm sick people. of it. It hasn't happened enough. I'm sick of it. Sorry. And 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 on top of that, I'm you know I mistakenly were, was flipping through the FM radio uh, on my car, you know, looking for a podcast or something to listen to, and one of the FM stations is playing Christmas music, and I'm like, you okay? Anyway, yeah, it's All a right. little too soon. I agree. so. We have breaking news, and it has nothing to do with pumpkin spice. Wait, uh, you sure did Thomas give us this news, or did who? Oh, Tom, no, do you? <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> yes Tom, Thomas Boyle gives us breaking news after Adam Ernie cleared waivers. That was his breaking news. Fifteen minutes after it broke on Twitter. No, no, but he gave us the Adam, Adam Ernie. That's big news. Is right. that, that was that was a whole hour and 12 minutes ago but is that bigger than what you have mike that's the question yeah sure it is okay no is so, it i'm asking is it no yeah oh. no it's much bigger than adam ernie okay. yeah well i'm sure the only person that it's not as big for is adam ernie but um okay so earlier in the day the nhl announced that the ottawa senators were going to be penalized and we heard you know, from Elliot Friedman and from a number of other insiders that uh, there was going to be a penalty about the Evgeny. Yeah, that it was something was coming. Now, just to, you know, I'm sure everybody knows now because of the news that just broke, but um, there was a trade from uh, from Vegas to Anaheim dumping off Evgeny Dadnoff's contract. Um the agent for Dadnoff said, you can't trade him to Anaheim. Anaheim is on his no trade list. Right. And Vegas like, was saying, okay, we don't know anything about that because we traded, when we traded with him from Ottawa, they said there was, you know, that he, he had not exercised his no trade list or he was, they were unaware right. of Anaheim being on the no trade list. And lo and behold, his agent proved that they had let Ottawa uh, uh, know that they had, you know, they had, Filed no trade list and Anaheim was on it. That screwed Vegas. They missed the playoffs. Yep. 
Um, of course, a year later, they make they win the Stanley Cup. But from what Elliot was saying, and this, I can understand this completely, Vegas wanted to be sort of vindicated from the fact that they didn't screw this up, that they were provided bad information by the Senators, a.k.a. Pierre Dorian, their general manager, uh, that Anaheim was not on the list because it left them no time to find another home for Badenoff. And in the, and the, in the end, you know, uh, Ve- uh, the Vegas was not able to dump his contract to make other moves to enable them to get to make the playoffs. So, okay. So all that's the, that's the preamble. Uh, the story came out today. The penalty uh, was a first round pick. Uh to be decided on in one of the next three years. So they have options, but still a first round pick is a first round. Brutal. Brutal. It's brutal. Cause you know, you don't know when, you you know, again, what if you bottom out all three years? Like then you definitely don't want to, or even if you're in a top 10 for all three years, I mean, you don't want to lose a first round pick period, but imagine if you're in the top 10, the next three years and you're losing one of them because of this. Right. This is, this is worse than the conditional pick for Matt Duchesne because at least they got Duchesne. Right, right. So, so this is a pure and simple penalty of a first-round pick. Yeah, so it's, it's really uh, bad, and it reflects poorly on the GM. About an hour and a half uh, ago, um, a number of different uh, sources were saying there's a 315 press conference. Uh, Michael Ann Lauer, the new owner of the Senators, uh, the senators are having a press conference, and as soon as I saw that, I'm like, "Dorian's toast." We now we, this is the thing right. we've been saying for as soon as the ownership change took place Dang. that Dorian was toast, and then Steve Steos leaves the Edmonton Oilers and gets hired as president of hockey operations in Ottawa, and we said Dorian is toast. And then Daniel Alferson gets added to the organization, and we said Dorian is toast. So does this come as a surprise? No, but this was the exclamation point on the sentence, Russ, and now Pierre Dorian is toast. Yeah, I mean, it's been coming. There's been some things that have gone on that aren't great. Shane Pinto just not having a contract was a bad look. This is a bad look. You couldn't have him continue being the face of the organization. I do want to, again, like I said the last time, tell like Nick McKinnon, he's like, why didn't Vegas check with the agent? It's not incumbent on Vegas to check with the agent because the team that's trading him to you is supposed to be upfront and giving you the truth on this. Yeah, if you if you're if you're Kelly McCrimmon and you're talking and you're talking with Anaheim and you contact Ottawa or even or even going back to the original trade if uh, if they're talking trade for Dadnoff with Ottawa and you ask does he have any no trade restrictions and he and he says no okay that's that's why what would you, you not believe that right exactly so you know now does it say something and does it say something that you know Dorian didn't know this yeah it does it does. So it maybe doesn't. maybe didn't intentionally mislead Vegas, but you know Vegas it doesn't matter. Was, it's mismanagement either right. way. Vegas was left you know, to use uh, to use the old expression. Vegas was left holding the bag of shit. And in this instance, it cost because remember they missed the playoffs by what a point, two yeah, points? point or two. Yeah, yeah. 
they would have made the playoffs had they been a, who knows what trade they were going to be able to make if they had been able to clear and Dadnoff played good after the deadline, but that's not the point. They were, they were looking to address a situation um, by trading Dadnoff and they couldn't address it. Yeah. Oh yes. Randy, I did say a bad word. Tisk tisk. Um, so we don't know where this is going. There's okay. We'll just say this, you know, the, the press conferences probably started as of this moment, as of this moment. Um, we don't know. I would assume, I mean, on first blush that Steve Stales is going to take over as general manager. I don't know that, but I don't know that for sure. I mean, there's been, I think there, maybe he takes it over for now. Right. Interimly, well, and the and the ops while they look for one and they elevate somebody else in the organization to cover, you know, to be the ASGM for now, and then I think they go on a search because I think new ownership is going to probably want to get involved in this. Now, don't you think? Don't you think that? I, I don't know. I mean, it's I really affect their next three four years. Like it's important. Yeah. Well, I, and you have to remember. Steos was the GM for Ann Lauer with Hamilton, with the, with his OHL team. Sure. Oh, there's a long history there. And everybody assumed that now if Steos wants to be sort of, it could be a situation, Russ, where similar to Montreal, similar to Vancouver, where the president of the hockey operations is the GM. and but they he doesn't have enough experience. That's where you have to bring in somebody else, no matter what you're going to call them. But my whole thing is, look, I know you really well, but if I own the team and I'm letting you, you know, give me a list on the search, we're talking about it because we don't see eye to eye on everything. We know each other. We're friends. But that's the same thing with that. And again, he doesn't have all of that much experience doing this at the NHL level. Now, Ann Lauer. Um, is- I mean, no, I'm, I'm just trying to update it. What do you think? I mean, Steos, NHL experience, how much? Well, not much. I mean, he's not been much. he's been uh, part of the hierarchy in Edmonton. But I think it's more, I mean, hey, I might be proven wrong. There's been names like Peter Chiarelli being floated around. I know that Steos has a relationship with Ann Lauer going back to uh, his ownership in the AHL and the OHL. So, if that if if the relationship um, trumps the experience, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, according I mean, to you, may know how to like you know fix a fuse and and rewire a socket, but if I need electrical work on my house, I'm not hiring you, Mike. No, well, I wouldn't hire me when it comes to electric stuff. But uh, according to Renaud Lavoie, Ann Lauer says the last ten days have been difficult. Two calls from the NHL, a 41-game suspension to Pinto, and a loss of a first-round pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure this is not what he signed up for. No. Uh, this isn't a – now you could say, up oh, there you go. Um, Ann Lauer has nominated uh, Steve Steos as the interim general manager. So That's what that, I doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that he's going to be the permanent one, but right. – I would, and that doesn't mean that they don't bring in somebody like Shirelli or somebody with experience to be part of the That's management right. team. But I, I would really be surprised if Steos is not the general manager. I mean, it's been, it's been I'm not going there yet. Yeah. I, mean, I think there's a possibility that he still needs to learn more on the job. And based on that, they have to bring in someone with experience. I will say this about Shirelli when he was the ASGM in Ottawa, they loved him. And he did yeah. a great job, if you remember. 
Yes, he did. And so, it's still it still is a it still sticks in the craw of the senators and senators fans of what happened as he was walking out the door because he left as the assistant GM of Ottawa to become the GM of Boston. And lo and behold, as he's leaving, Zdeno Chara signs with Boston. Right. And that changed the course of the history for not only the, the Senators, but for the Bruins as well, because they decided to sign Wade Redden and let Chara go. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go there. Anyway. Well, it's that, I mean, that there, there's no, there's no, yeah, according to this. They're um, not the only team to sign Wade Redden and have bad results. That's what well, I'm true, true. But at least at that point, you could bury that contract and it wouldn't kill you. Um, CJ, Chris Johnston is saying that Dorian resigned. Does it not, matter? Was not fired. It does so, not matter. Does it doesn't really matter? Right. I mean, I don't know how many years Dorian had left on his contract. I don't think that matters either. He was dead man walking he as was. soon as the new ownership. Remember last draft, he had no first round pick, no second round pick. Yeah. I think they started in the third round, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I'm not. 100% sure, but I watched Pierre Dorian walk around at the draft because they didn't pick for a couple of rounds. He was doing interviews. Like, <laughs> again, this has been coming. So, yes. whether he resigned or not, it doesn't matter. Okay. So, let's just briefly here because we're only going to go about a half hour today. Uh, yes, their first pick was in the fourth round last fourth year. Fourth round. Fourth one. They had a fourth, a fifth, and three sevenths. Right. So he didn't have a lot to do with that draft, and I saw that in person. So it's like it started then. And when okay, when they did have a first round pick, their last one was Tyler Boucher. And there's some started questions. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Now he did do a he did do a good job uh, when they had three first round picks in the. 2020 draft the the covid draft with a draft where a lot of people a lot of uh ma management teams had a lot of extra time to do scouting video uh, scouting. <laughs> video scouting they had three first round picks two of the top five and they got stutzla and jake sanderson they hit big on both those guys yep. and and ridley grieg uh as a, a player he's a good player right as a late as a late first round pick and you know, there's some talk. You know, they uh, Tyler Clevin might. Be I like Clevin. He'll play in the NHL. Yes, but so they they did hit on that. Um, they didn't hit on Lassie Thompson in 2019. No. And Boucher, um, you know, he's, you know, there's some question he was supposedly possibly even trade fodder. He's, he's not a top six player. I could pretty much tell you that. Right. So. Uh, you know, so a, a tumultuous day in Ottawa, and uh, I, you know, I, I think right I now for the Ottawa fans, Mike, because just for this simple reason, they probably felt like the rebuild is over. We've got enough guys here. You could see how Stutzla and Sanderson are playing, and it almost seems like they're slipping backward again. Mm, yeah, I, I, I agree. Well, I mean. There's no doubting the talent in that organization. I mean, you've got Kachuk, you've got Stutzla, you've got, you know, I think Batherson is a talented player. You know, yes. you've got Craig and, um, you know, the defensively you've got Shabbat and Sanderson. Um, but 
you know, they're missing the you know, goaltending has been an issue. It's like very similar to Edmonton in the sense that they have top end talent at forward. They've less, they have more talent defensively than the Oilers do goaltending, you know, from Cam Talbot to now, uh, Eunice Corpusallo. I mean, they, they sort of went all in on Corpusallo thinking the five-year deal, you know, remember they, they were the ones who signed Matt Murray. Yeah. Uh, they thought Matt Murray, you know, so he's had a lot of misses. To answer uh, the chat room, you know, Drew wants to know how much longer does DJ Smith have? Not much longer. He's got a year left, I believe. Yeah, but I don't know if he he's not going to be around that long. No, I mean, but he out he did outlast Dorian. So he that's, did. Um, Ann Lauer says I'm looking forward to less phone calls from the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, it's good. It's good that he can have uh, he can be lighthearted about this. But I'm sure right now with the Pinto information and with the way the season has started in Ottawa and also uh, with this news today, I mean, it's not good. Uh, you know, I, you looked at the three wannabe teams in the Atlantic division, the teams that were sort of looking at the the top four teams and saying, okay, this is an opportunity. Buffalo has stumbled out of the gate. They're under 500. Detroit has played well. But I don't think anybody expects Detroit they to be slipping little by little. There. Yeah, I don't think anybody expects Detroit to be able to maintain this pace. Um, Tampa has been, you know, Tampa and and Ottawa has struggled, and now all this stuff. And in on top of this, you know, injuries to Shabbat for six right. weeks. Um, yeah, this isn't going to help Ottawa play better. No, no, it's not. Um, the other news of the day, and like I said, we're going to do a short show today, and then probably come back on Friday with a longer show um a really big shoe a really big shoe yes yeah okay thank you thank you ed sullivan um the news the statement that came out from nicholas backstrom uh that uh announced that he is stepping away from the game i mean I, honestly it sounds like a retirement no uh, uh announcement but it can't be a retirement announcement because if he retires he loses all the money left in his contract so he's not going to retire no but he he's, won't. he's going to go on long-term injury and yeah i mean based on this i think he i think i think he has one assist in nine games this is sort of this is sort of like the end of zetterberg's career where he just simply can't play anymore because right. he's been through he's been through the wars um, and you know, it's, it's sad because this is a once great player, a guy who won the Stanley cup and now he really can't play anymore. Yeah. When I was with NHL.com, I, there's a picture also on, um, on my Instagram, I interviewed him do with, with those pre-draft interviews, you know, and I'm the only one interviewing him. It was in Vancouver, I think. And, uh, I was very enamored with, with him as a uh, prospect because, I saw that he was like really smart to play the position of center with great ease, play defense. He was pretty much the complete package. And you kind of knew <coughs> that he um, was going to be like a star to some degree. And he really has been. I mean, I feel bad about this because I just spoke to someone maybe a year ago at a game, sat next to him. We started talking about Backstrom and it was one of those things where when we started talking about him, I was finding out about the resurfacing and the uh, special work that he was doing with a trainer to try and get back. And he did get back last year, but you could see, like, I don't know, how many games did he play last year? 
Backstrom, he came he came in halfway through. Yeah. So, but you could see he wasn't the same. And I was like, all right, let's see what he looks like in the offseason. It didn't happen. But I mean, he's got over a thousand points and eleven hundred games. You know, he's a guy that probably isn't gonna make the Hall of Fame, but he'll probably get his number retired with the Capitals. Yeah. That's what I see happening. Yeah, I think I mean they were making that argument uh about Hall of Fame, and I think it's too early to really talk about that. I think he's borderline, but you know, you could you have to say that he's very he was very important to Ovechkin and sure. Ovechkin's ability to and you know eventually uh uh Ovechkin if he does break Gretzky's record, I'm sure probably the first two name first two words out of his mouth will be Nicholas Backstrom because of course it will. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's sad. I mean, we, you know, certainly you know, with, with Zetterberg is a you know, great player, but the wear and tear that some of these players just absorb oh, is, yeah. is, um, is unbelievable. You know, he's 35 is, uh, his career is over, likely over with. Now the thing that I know that you brought up, uh, was this is the same surgery that Patrick Kane had? Well, and no, no, no. I didn't bring that up. I said somebody did. Somebody did in our group no, chat. It's not the same. It was worse. Kane's was yeah. not as bad as this. No, no. Then that was what I was going to bring up. Backstrom had a degenerative issue, yeah. and they hoped that the resurfacing would alleviate that degenerative issue. And that's, um, you know, that's, you know, I think the difference i mean from all indications they say kane has come out of his surgery not unscathed obviously it's so we won't be able to see whether he's the same player until he signs with somebody and plays actually plays right but uh but yeah so i mean i mean like i said i mean it's it's sad to see a once great player yeah his career sort of end in this way there's um, a there's a round a couple of years ago, it was 94 players that had a thousand points, and so like someone like Kessel, whether he got close to a thousand, you know, he's not going to make the Hall of Fame. No. Um, the other guys, Pavelski has a better chance than Backstrom now because he's healthier, so he's playing more games. Claude Giroux, even he is going to be uh, on the edge of making it to the Hall of Fame. Kovalev, not going to make it, and you know that's another guy. So. You know, I, I think that's just the way it is. But with the Capitals, he's a legend. Yeah. Um, last thing, just to touch on this, because the uh, news after that outdoor heritage classic was not good for the Calgary Flames. Uh, Eric Francis reported, I think it was Sunday or Monday morning, that the Calgary Flames have shut down all – contract negotiations for uh, players like Elias Lindholm or Noah Hannafin. These were extensions that they were trying, thinking of signing with these players to lock up the core group. They had already locked up Backlund. Um, I don't think many people had a problem with that because he's a, long, a lifetime flame. But um, in the wake of the Huberto contract and the Kadri contract, the new management, Craig Conroy, um, I guess they were based on the way they've started this season, they have to, you know, reconsider 
do we want to build around this core group when this core group hasn't done squat? Yeah. And that's I mean, that's a good question. I didn't pick him for the playoffs. Nope. And I remember Randy, I think Randy was was behind that. And it's for that reason that you just said. Brad Living signed some of those contracts, but we don't know if ownership kind of made them. So I'm not going to put it all on True Living. But yeah, they've got some bad deals there. Why add to that? They don't have the deepest farm system. They have some good guys. Connor Zary's coming up. That's good. Coronado. Yeah, Coronado's already up. So like a lot of their talent's already up. So it's like they almost need to retool. Like at best, they, you know, they're getting close to a rebuild. But the thing is, you got Markstrom on the hook for probably what three more years? Um, I think it's three, but I might it might be two. Let me pull it up. Yeah. So okay. they, they uh, have to retool. Two more years at six million. But but honestly, I think that that one is the is the most tradable because it's only two years. Maybe. And, and there are teams out there that need goaltenders. I mean, okay. He's still he's not good. Like he he's lost yeah, a lot. Not- how do you know whether the, that's the team in front of him and not, you know, more than it is him? Okay. I know his save percentage is a 901, and that stinks. It's below right. average. But the team in front of him stinks. Okay. So here are his save percentages for the last four years 904, 922, 892, 901. Right. Like, it's not all the team. No. You know, you understand what I'm saying. I mean, I do, but I mean, I can't just blame it on the team. He is, I've watched him in games. Okay. I, and I, you know, okay. He was, he was terrible in that playoff series against Edmonton. Um, and he probably cost them the series. So, and, but, you know, I mean, unless there's been an injury issue there, I mean, I don't don't know know about it right now, but what I'm saying is, He's two years left at six million. You just signed Uyghur to an eight-year extension. Year one is this year. Now he's not a bad defenseman, but this is like a Mike Matheson situation where I think he's a good defenseman, but not a great defenseman. And you've got him locked up for eight more years at six and a quarter. The Nazem yeah, we didn't understand that deal. We didn't. Well, it was it was basically we 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 lost. You know, remember they traded we they got Uyghur and huberto for kachuk they knew kachuk was going to walk away they they get huberto huberto had a year left in the contract and they had to overpay him and you know coming off a 115 point season that that was under you know say you lock the guy up oh my god it's uh you know it, it makes sense problem is is that huberto did not want to leave florida right but it's like okay well you're being offered ten and a half million. How bad can it be? Well, apparently it's pretty bad because he's doing crappy right now in in Calgary. Um, and he's they have got, one of the worst cap situations in the league. You right. know what their projected cap space is? Zero dollars. Right, and <laughs> the worst the worst one of them is the worst one is Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri, they signed seven years, seven million per coming off his best year, winning a Stanley Cup in in Colorado. Um, he took the money. He took the term. I, I don't blame Kadri for doing it. He should have. If, you know, he, he but he's not a number one center. And on that team right now, you know, once Lindholm leaves, 
which he probably will, or they, you know, this, this is the dilemma right now for Conroy. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six expiring contracts. And these are not like, oh, by the way, players, it's Lindholm, Hannafin, Tanev, Zadorov. That's, those are the, those are the big four. Pay, ta- pay Hannafin, pay Hannafin and Zadorov and let the rest go. Trade them. Well, then, I mean, based, based on what, based on what's, just happened they're not going to pay any of them yeah that's now, maybe that's, they're, maybe they're pausing right now pausing. but i mean honestly um if if you're talking about paying hannafin seven seven and a half million times seven or eight years that's right thumbs up um you're nuts well, especially here's, here's a guy mike i'm gonna i'm gonna say name this player he has nine games played three points He's a minus two, and he makes four point nine million on that team, and he has four more years left, in, you know, including this year, three after this year. Name that player. Blake Coleman. Yeah, how good's that contract? And not very good. Not very good. Not very good. And that remember Is that was tradable? No. I think he's as tradable as Barkley Goudreau was. Is for the Rangers. Oh, Barkley Goudreau. He, what was he making? Two point six? No, he's making three something. Three something. This is four point nine. This is five million bucks. I know. And he's, he's about the same output as Barkley Goudreau. A little better. No, no. Yeah, I mean, there's some bad I mean, deals here. There's some. There's some bad deals here, and some of them have nothing to do with Brad Trilliving. I mean, uh, no, some uh, of them don't, but some of them do. Some of them do, and but but again, like you said, I mean, Calgary is in a different spot than a lot of teams <laughs> because. because that team has to overpay to keep people in Calgary. Just like because nobody's gonna want to stay. Right. Just well, especially well, that's the thing. If Unless if they, they get they, overpaid a lot. If they decide if they decide they're going to rebuild, then they have to sell and sell now. You can't sell trade. all these guys at once. It's gonna be a horrible they're not gonna get the what they're hoping to get. Well, I mean I think they'll get more than you expect for Lindholm because there's a desperate need for centers out there. I think Lindholm, you can get a decent amount. And you probably can get the Bruins interested. Although the Bruins aren't loaded with um, young talent. But maybe you can go with them or somebody else. Like I said, I'm going to keep Hannafin. I'm going to pay him if he stays. uh, And I'm going to pay Zadorov because... You know, he'll make four. That's fine. He's still under 30. But, yeah, I'm going to get rid of – I'm going to get rid of um, Lindholm. I'm tired of the drama. It's just not worth it. I can't I can't pay Lindholm like six, seven million bucks next year going forward with the team, this team. And a lot of this team now, the young talent's getting infused here. So they're retooling without telling us they're retooling. Well, if you're letting Lindholm go, then you may as well rebuild because. Well, I mean, but that's the point. I'm making that decision because that's where this team's headed. Now, I'm not saying rebuild. I'm saying retool. And so, like now, I got to bring up these guys and see what I've got in the minors. And that's you know, and Zary's a good start with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an ugly situation, and I'm sure Randy and I will uh, will bemoan this because. I, I look at I look at I look at their situation. Um, who wants nine? What, are we talking, what I'm not sure what Randy. I'm not sure what he means. That's why I just asked him. 
Um, yeah. Who wants who wants eight? Hannafin or Lind? Oh, Lindholm wants eight. Oh, Lindholm will get seven or or eight. Yeah, I mean, but, but it, it, they should not pay it. Well, it's he if he wants eight times eight, he won't get that. Yeah, I mean, he won't get eight anywhere if it's for more than three years or four years. He, you know, he's probably worth seven by by seven. I would give him that. That's it. That's the cadre deal. Yeah, he's not. He's not worth nine million. No, no, he's not. But but in free agency, he might get it because everybody gets overpaid in free agency. But the most yeah, you, true. the most you can sign uh, free agents for is seven years. There you go. You know what? The the Leafs will will trade Nylander because they don't want to give him ten, and they'll give and they'll give Lindholm eight. That'll be their answer. No, they won't. That's that makes no sense. <laughs> That's why they'll do it. No. Yeah. Okay. Russ, the 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 uh, head cheerleader of the Brad for Living fan club. No, All right. I'm, just, I'm kidding, obviously, but yeah. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, good show. We'll be back on Friday with another edition of the Hockey Buzzcast for Russ Cohen. I'm Michael Agello. Thanks for watching. And remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey.